Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. All right, this is this is our second time recording live at Bjerg Center. We love it, and we came in early. Lori was here, and we're trying to brainstorm, like, what other events can we have in this space? We love it. Again, shout-out to Bjerg. Shout-out to UPMC. Uh, thank you so much for all the work you do uh, for women in our community, families, men, too. We so appreciate that. Annie Carnathan, we're kind of out of our studio vibe here into a really cool community vibe. I said I, I didn't know what the audience would be, but each one of you could have been anywhere else today. So thank you for being with us. I feel this is my EQ, right? This is my uh, connection with people, and so I'm thrilled to be able to talk with you, right? And so the show is solely about helping particularly women in business, and this is our way to pay it forward. It's our way at all of our own time and expense to, to do for women everything we can to cut down the learning curve, maybe say, hey, here's what, what, what has made us successful, and so pass it along. Uh, it, it is evangelical, yep. and uh, it's done so well, and again, thank you for being here. Well, and a shout-out to the men in the room. So I'm the mother of three sons. It is required listening in our family. And uh, not only the daughter-in-laws, but the sons, you know, they'll tell me, Mom, I listened this morning on my drive to work, you know, loved what you said about this, this, and this. So we do love men, just I'm just putting it out there. Uh, it, it's not solely a women's show. <laughs> Sorry, Kirk, we got you. <laughs> All right, Grit and Gravitas, Annie Carnathan, what a day. We are broadcasting live from the Bjerg Place. Uh, savvy, spirited stories of success. We are in season two this is a big deal. And I see a lot of very familiar faces, wonderful, sweet faces. Thank you again for joining us today live. And shout out to Jillian, our, our, our dear friend uh, and woman in business that, uh, who, who thought, as everyone thought, that this wouldn't sustain itself. You know, in most podcasts, after eight or ten episodes are gone, uh, and so season two, and I had to beg in to take a break and let's have seasons. And, and so it's a, it's a heavy, heavy lift. But again, you're here and for yourself, I couldn't be more proud of the commitment of your time. So thank you. So for this morning, I know the topic, uh, the title of this is AM Strategies. And we're going to talk a little bit about business strategy. But I did what I always do, and I made a list, uh, and Annie said, you know, what's on the list so we know what we're going to talk about. Uh, being in public relations, we come prepared to talk, and we love talking points. What Annie's done for me in every single podcast is inch me out of that comfortable box I get in uh, and say, you know, no, I think we're going to talk about something else today. Um, so this morning, we're, I've, I made a, a list of 11 things. When we're talking about business success, this is year 22 for me. Um, and I don't, 37. For business ownership, year 22. And you're 37. In so media I'm and marketing, right. Constantly learning from Annie. But um, just a two-second background, I spent 15 years at home as a stay-at-home mom for three sons, 
So I think there's a crown somewhere. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then realized, so I had worked part, part time as an editor at a publishing house uh, while I was raising the boys, but you know, I was Cub Scout leader and uh, vacation Bible school. And I contend if you can get three boys to bed on time, you have persuasion skills. And if you can convince uh, 80 adults to come and volunteer for a week-long Bible school after they've worked all day long, uh, you have negotiating skills. So my journey into business at age 40 was how do I leverage all the non-billables and everything I learned into the business environment? And how would I you know, help support my husband in educating these three sons as they're you know, coming, coming through? And they're all wrestlers, so little known fact, I can do a headlock if I have to. I know, I know how to do that. I know how to do a single leg takedown. So I'm just putting that out there. <laughs> so Annie, give us a quick uh, and three Eagle Scouts backstory. Yeah, which is uh, less than four percent. Colin, if this isn't on, it doesn't need to be. So there's no. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we hear you. No, just quick bootstrapper. Uh, went to Shippensburg Ship Hip Hooray for radio, television, communication, speech minor. I'm doing exactly that. Started to sell radio in Lancaster when I was a senior at SHIP. So I got up at 3.30 in the morning and went to Lancaster three days a week, sold radio, and the rest is history. Uh, and so now I think the pivot is into to Anne's point of ultimate persuasion to be a leader and run a company where there's distinct age differences, there's different things people want out of a, <clears throat> excuse me, out of a career and out of a job. And so the question becomes, how do we help people build careers in the best culture possible in a very, very fast-moving medium like advertising? It's not anything like it was even five years ago. And how do we keep making the right bets to be where the business is going and not where it is? Because if we're not sort of skating to where the puck will be, we'll be out of business. That's really it. So um, thrilled to do this, and I'll be shocked if we get through all eleven because that's just not normally <laughs> we'll the way we roll. Two. But uh, yeah, we'll get Stay two. tuned because uh, we just love this. It's it's very affirming, life fulfilling, and very positive. So I think uh, it's really exciting. Again. Uh, for the topics. They don't ever really change. They're like Bible, the Bible. Right? <laughs> Stories stay the same, but um, thrilled to have this Amplify through us with you today. And we promise for every listener a return on time. So when you lend us 30 minutes of your time, non-renewable, never to be reclaimed, we earnestly try to pour ourselves into that, that something, we hope you're going to learn something in the next 30 minutes that you will be able to apply that day maybe that next hour as you go back to your offices or go if you're remote a home office and investing back in your business. And again, like Annie said, our whole purpose of the podcast is to shorten your learning curve. And whatever we have learned, and some of these are don't go this way, go this way. You know, we've learned the hard way, too many bumps on, on this path. But top on my list, and, and uh, not ironically because of the podcast name, is grit. And there's nothing on, on my list of 11 that has anything to do with higher education. Mm -hmm. Although I love, I'm on the Shippensburg University College of Business Board of Advisors and pour myself into that. But none of the tips to success on my list have anything to do with pedigree. And it comes down to uh, defining personal characteristics. So grit is number one. And if we all here in this room have just come through the last two and a half years, you have grit. 
you have joined us in that. Uh, we are survivors. We dig deep. Uh, we listen to our gut, and that's another one on my list. But being able to um, make it through. And sometimes I go back to the story of Milton Hershey. You know, he was almost last man standing. So it's much easier to say this, you know, the, the next two years just look too hard for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go work somewhere else or I'm going to shutter my business idea. I'm going to pivot. Um, but it's really getting up the very next day, kind of like the wrestler, getting off the mat. It, it's pretty uh, humiliating when you're pinned on a wrestling mat in front of a whole stadium where the light is on you on the mat and it's one-on-one. -on -one. But it sure is character building. When you learn to get back up the next day, you go back into practice. I learned that observing my three sons from the wrestling mat is they, they have the DNA of an entrepreneur. And it's that, that grit. It might not be the, the, the best moves they had, or it certainly wasn't the most expensive wrestling shoes, but it was that inner fire. It's, it's the courage to continue on. And the irony in sales is if you're not failing enough, you're never going to succeed. And when, when I think of grit, I think of the, the one person or the few people that will believe in you no matter what outcomes. So, so a wrestler in any competition, if business isn't the ultimate competition, I don't know what is. Mm -hmm. And we win and lose. And some days, most days, for me, it's whip, it's whipsaw. It's, 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 it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and everything in between, and then two minutes have gone by. And I think, you know, when there's that ability to have grit, it's just sort of the ability to accept all of it and not, not have the euphoric highs and the euphoric lows, because guess what? It ebbs and flows. It's called life, right? They're all coming back around. Nothing is extraordinary. And oh, by the way, nothing lasts. And grit to me, and I'm a bootstrapper. You know, I'm EQ. I, I'm people-centric. It's 100% it's the ability to see the way. And that one call where someone affirms that, who has no doubt, well, some days they have more like uh, grit than I do, right? But it's just that one push forward and grit is the ability to not quit. You know, when you quit, there's only one outcome. You have just guaranteed the outcome. Uh, so I, I think grit is, is a huge, huge, huge part of, of my success. And now an entire career in sales has really pivoted again to just persuasion. And these are important to go back to your office or to share with your children, the younger people in your office, the next generation or two down, which grit might mean something different to them because maybe they're used to excelling at everything or feel that they're excelling at everything. So number two on my list is resilience. And I do a lot of self-talk because um, I'm thinking I, I need more practice in that area. Um, I love to do incredible work. And that's my own, my own metric on that. Uh, but in our world of public relations, you know, we, we bring stories to life and we work with the media very, very closely. So maybe out of 15 ideas we're going to pitch, we just pray that one or two of them, you know, that the media says, yep, I'm going to cover that. Uh, but if we caved every time they said, no, you know, Ann, that's not going to, uh, we don't feel that's newsworthy, I'd be out of business. 
So you just you just dig deeper. Again, you've got the grit, but you've got the resilience that, okay, if you didn't have the win today, that doesn't mean your you know, career sinks. That means you get back up tomorrow, you know, fresh perspective, surround yourself with great people, and go at it again. No one ever talks about resilience uh, when you're successful, right? <laughs> resilience is, is primarily about failure. And, and women in particular, nurturers, you know, want, want to, to go along to get along for the most part, want, want to be pleasers. And I think the definition of no to me has never defined me. You are very good at resilience, and you're very good at failing. I mean that as a compliment. <laughs> I've done, and the point is, I've done it more than I've done anything. And you say that, that and if you're not failing, you, you get right back up again. I deeply admire that. I, I'm looking at a process of elimination that the Lord has that person that when they're meant to be in my life, there they are. And it's... <laughs> People say about religion stuff, which you, you can't win almost with a lot of conversations today, but the point, I said, why do you think they call it faith? <laughs> it's, it's, it's faith. It's my belief that, that every single person in the journey has been there for a reason, and it might be a reason, it might be a season, right? But the point is, that's not going to happen. Like, it, it, you're not going to have the same day if you weren't here. You're not going to have the same experience if you listen to this later, and you know, resilience to me is the ability to have that faith that it doesn't diminish me, that it doesn't deter me, that when all else fails, and look, some days it feels like it does, there's this faith and this um, ability to just soldier on and not be able to wait for the next person that I meet. And that's exactly the way it's supposed to be. You know, and I, uh, two of our, our, our team members here, I see a lot, and they're like, oh, you're stressed. No doubt. I am a mess, <laughs> right? But it helps to be able to give some of that to them and say, I, I, I'm not able to do this, right? And so that in and of itself is huge, right? To say, yep, that's the, I, I can't do it, right? I need help. So resilience is, to me, a self-definition that, that's the moment now, and that moment will pass. This too shall pass. The good does, the tough does, and it's just all out there to learn. And we keep practicing it. Again, it's a great message and incumbent on us in the workplace to model it for the younger generations in our office of how to make sure that they understand that failure should not be devastating to you. It's not a career-ending break. Um, that you learn from it and you pivot from it. So my youngest son, uh, Benjamin, is a country artist. And one of the things, uh, this is year 11 for him in Nashville, but uh, for the past 10 years, he has done what he has called a barbed tour. So he has worked with the uh, Pennsylvania State Correctional Institutions and has gone in uh, during Christmas and uh, done a concert at up to 11 different state prisons. Uh, what is fascinating about that, and I don't have the guts for this kind of thing, is as an artist, you go in, it's very, um, very strict, and he just goes in solo acoustic, not with his band. Everything is counted on the way in, counted on the way out, from guitar strings to picks and uh, cables and everything. But he is performing in the gymnasium to anywhere from 100 to 300 inmates. They didn't pay to hear him. They've probably not ever heard of him. 
And they don't have to clap, and they don't have to like anything he says or sings. So if you want to talk about resilience, they could walk out if they wanted to. But he gets up there and performs for an hour or 90 minutes and waits to hear, did he tap into anything? And for an artist, it's an incredible uh, focus group, a micro group, to find out what kind of emotion am I tapping into. But that's kind of the guts that we're talking about. Those are survivors in business, if you can get up and do that and be vulnerable like that, but be willing to learn from whatever you're putting yourself out to. Maybe it's a new line of business you want to start and you're thinking about starting. You don't know if people like it. Uh, you go through some business strategies, but go and do it. I, I feel during COVID, this is the best time for anyone to start a business, uh, to expand your business. A lot of opportunity in this environment for new people to hear your message, social channels to get your marketing message out. And why do you care if someone else doesn't care? That's easy for me to say to Ben. Why would he care if, if, if people didn't plug in? I mean, way more people aren't going to care than care. And here's the thing. You can't care more than someone else. If that's not a mutual relationship, why are you pouring it into something that isn't going to return or be meaningful in your own life, right? That's a one-way street. And you can't be fulfilled that way. You can't sustain that way. And I just thought, well, that's someone who... Uh, doesn't connect with me. I get it. I don't want to connect with everyone. I, I, I have the same amount of time everyone else does. And so let's just get real about that sort of inner circle. And I think I, I winnow it down, you know, the older I get to really say, how do I take the time that I have to really connect with the people that care as much about me as I care about them? And it's, it's a two ways. It's a, it's a person who says, oh, you never called. Do, do you have a phone that works to call me? Right, took me a long, I mean, and then like people get really miffed by that. Well, wait a minute, it's just, it's just evolving, right? It's changing and it's growing. And I'm much more focused on the energy for the people who I can impact in positive ways than um, sort of pouring my heart and soul. I mean, not everyone will quote unquote like me. That's fine. I don't like everyone, right? If we're respectful, if we're mutual, and sales was never subservient to me. It's a 50% relationship. Here's how I think we can be meaningful, and I talk about intentions all the time. I shouldn't have to explain myself if you know what's in my heart and what my intentions are. I'm not perfect, right? I'm flawed. So what is my point to that? You need along the way to be able to eliminate, right? Mm -hmm. and, and just and move on and not think it's this defining personal indictment, right? It's might not like that day, right? I mean, you can't let a bad moment think you have a bad life and vice mm -hmm. versa. They're just miserable people out there. That's my business vitamin. That's, That's my business vitamin. vitamin. And most of the time, <laughs> miserable people, I run. I don't even walk screaming from them, right? I don't want any parts of that. I'm not here to fix anyone. I'm here to plug in for as much of a relationship as I'll give. And... I don't even know what the topic was, but those are the rabbit holes we go down. And I want, I want to just tell you that I get it, right? I, I can tell in an instant whether I'm, I'm someone, you know, that, that someone does enjoy or, or doesn't enjoy, and it's fine. Well, I love that. Don't let a bad day make you feel like you have a bad life. And if I could tell my younger self that, and all the young ladies that are on Instagram and, and looking and, you know, with... Uh, <clears throat> looking at everyone around them thinking they don't measure up. You know, uh, you can have a misstep and survive. You will have missteps and you will survive. 
And sometimes there's more in our career than we like to acknowledge. Uh, but that's the grit and resilience. And it needs to be practiced. It isn't something, I'm not born with either one. Uh, you need to practice that and surround yourself with great people. So that's my three and four are, are almost combined. So number three, we've talked about this before, um, create a personal board of advisors. And it does, that doesn't mean only if you're starting a business. That means whatever level you are in your working career. Uh, maybe you're active in a nonprofit. Uh, create a personal board of advisors. And when I first came to business, and there's no magic bullet for this, and I didn't find a book on this. I looked around the community and found out who are, who are five people that I deeply admire and I would want to be like. And then I just made the ask. That's kind of where the resilience comes in. Could they say no? They absolutely could say no. Was I paying them for the board? No, they're still waiting for that. Um, but they had knowledge that I needed. And when you're respectful and earnest, I don't know any executive that would say no. You know, I say, could, could we meet for 15 minutes? Could I, could I give you a call once a month to just run an idea past you? You know, I, in my early days, I went through, should I be WBE certified in the state of Pennsylvania? You know, I was working through all these things. I, I asked, you know, some of the businessmen on my board, what, would this make sense? Do you, think, do you think this is a spot for me? So never be afraid to ask. Raise your hand, make the ask, send a LinkedIn uh, message, you know, tell someone you admire their uh, business journey, you'd love to buy them coffee for 15 minutes and put a limit on that so you're not you know, um, imposing on their time because executive time, you know, Annie is expensive time. It is expensive time and, and look, money changes everything. If, if, if we sat up here for any reason other than to help people, you're gonna see right through that. And so what is the currency instead of money? And so what does it mean? And Anne's like, they're still, you know, they're still waiting for that. It's never gonna come because they're getting as much out of it as they're giving. And all I know is when I wear out my personal board of directors, which seems um, common now, I, I pick up the phone and I schedule with my therapist and I'm like, you gotta unpack some bags for me. There's just, <laughs> You know, there's too much accumulating. And you know what it is? It's perspective. It's it's 100% back to Annie. You know, our, our family's good. You know, your son's good. Everybody's healthy. You know, and so that's it, right? That's it. The rest is noise. The rest are distractions. They will not matter an hour from now. So I said, what, what, well, you said you'd go with me. I go, I don't remember that. So sorry. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> no, 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 not on a school night, right? So it just, it's, it's perspective, right? And you just need someone who's going to put you back on the rails, mm -hmm. right? Without wearing them out. And so Anne, Anne has become that, and Anne's the perfect example of, of someone in my life. I always knew, always admired her, always respected her. And then I were at lunch one day and I say, hey, I have this idea for two years, you know, broadcasting and, you know, a show at SHIP. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, right? So that's a relationship where you're willing to follow someone without having any idea where it would go, and here we are, right? Which is the highest form of respect and flattery. And that's the, those, to me, are the people you're looking for on your board, mm -hmm. right? Who are just going just to tell you the truth. And know you know it's coming from their heart, right? And that's, I think, one of the most essential parts of, of life. So three and four, I was combining the personal board of advisors. 
Number four, surround yourself with people that will tell you the truth. And Annie just touched on that. Uh, we have, in public relations, we have enough uh, people in the community who might not tell you the truth. They would tell you what you want to hear. And for you to be really successful in business, you have to have someone in your corner that tells you the truth. When things aren't good, Annie is absolutely that deep respect, but she will say, you know, Ian, I'm, I'm not sure about that. You know, I don't know if that's right. My three sons are unequivocally truth tellers to me. Uh, my oldest son, I had hired him right after he graduated from Penn State, and Marissa, who works in my office, I'm glad Marissa survived this long, she would say, you know, on any given day, Joshua, you know, I would say, well, am I firing you or did you just fire yourself? Which way are we going here? Um, he brought a fresh, different perspective and was not afraid to tell me. I mean, my name is, was on his paycheck, but what was I going to do, disown him as a son? And it was so fresh. Like, he, uh, you need that level of honesty for any business decision you're doing, even in the nonprofit world. You need to, your board of directors in nonprofits should be truth tellers. They should bring different skills, but you've got to have people that regardless what their salary is, especially if they work for you, how many zeros are after the first number, they will tell you the truth. And that's the, the quickest way to business To success. me, it's perspective, right? So back to that. Because you're, you know, our imaginations are what they are for a reason and that we're our own worst enemy. We blow things up in our mind. And we, when we don't put them out into the world to level set, no, no, honey, this is reality, right? It's perspective. And when you have those relationships, I, I can only, I, I can call Anne and go, I have one statement and she's going to know exactly what is eating Gilbert Grape at the moment. And what she's gonna do is she's gonna say, well, you know, Annie, hey, have you thought about this, this, and that? You're at a crossroads, right? For whatever you're going to do when you're finished that conversation. And so which road are you gonna take? But you know that person is intentional and they're thoughtful and they're considered and they're gonna pull out of you what is really important and say, hey, it's up to you, but have you thought about this, this, and this? And I swear, the sun immediately comes out. I'm immediately grateful again, and like, yep, right on my merry way. And so I think that's what that is. Great. Trust your gut. Again, this is not rocket science, but especially coming through COVID, if you were a business owner, that's really the only thing you had to rely on. Trust your instinct. For women in the room, if you've ever taken any self-defense courses or uh, situational awareness, if you've ever been prepared to walk on the elevator and something in you said, you know, I don't, I don't know, trust your gut. Trust your instincts. Uh, because everybody else in business is doing something doesn't mean it's right for you. And that's where we kind of you just, again, the grit and the resilience and the self-awareness comes in. Uh, we all like to go with the flow. We like to fit in, or maybe I'll say I like to fit in. Uh, but sometimes in business, you have to make a decision where that is unlike everyone else. So again, rely on your instinct. Uh, did Colin just give us a time did. peg? Did you? Five <laughs> so minutes? I'm going to rhyme. I told you we wouldn't get through the list. Annie, you talked a little bit about this. Rein in your thoughts. The things that you're gonna concentrate on, you will follow your mind. So what you fill your mind with, the positive people you surround yourself, the way you think, do you think you're successful? Do you think today's gonna be a great day? Do you think you're gonna make it through the month and you'll have enough to meet payroll? Do you think you're uh, 
you know, your um, review with your boss will go well, you're going to bring all that positivity into your next business decision. So be careful, guard your mind on what you think about everything you listen to, the people you surround yourself, fill it with the best positive people and the best positive intentions. I was telling Jillian uh, before this, so uh, I just heard that uh, LinkedIn is toxic positivity compared to Twitter's <laughs> toxicity. I'm thinking, well, that's an interesting way. Like, how does anything be too positive, right? And again, LinkedIn for business is, is really important to me. My connections are meaningful or I would not be connected. And so I think it, that to Anne's point, right, it's so much about whether you're Eeyore or whether you come into the day like me and I'm Tigger, right? Does it, does it, doesn't, and, and those are so, oh my, oh my, hey, everybody. And so I think that that, you have to will it so. And there's always something to hang your hat on from a positive perspective. And now, if anything, I'm, I'm just more aware, just sort of like I'm wearing people out, right? <laughs> and that's how I know, like, this is too much, right? So now what do I do about that, right? It's, it's entirely up to me. And my biggest bets have been on innovation and they've been on people. And so far, all of those big, big bets, you know, are spot on. And at one point, um, a really big bet fell out of bed on the last day. It was, it was terrible. So I go home and I tell my husband about it. He goes, yeah, yeah, that would have never worked. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, that was going to be a disaster. Thank goodness that never happened. I go, well, you never voiced any. He says, I got to tell you, honey, the things you do and see, I don't even get it, and they all work. So I was like, I don't know. She must see something I don't see. And no, no, next time put, put up that guardrail, right? Um, he goes, yeah, well, that's a battle. I go, yeah, you're good at it. You know, come on. Um, but, but I do think, again, that, that there's, there's an innate part of you that is the reason you're walking this journey and continue on the journey. Don't give up on it. You know, continue on. Uh, speak kindness to people. Again, intentionally, the power of a positive remark or a positive compliment to someone in your workplace, in your family, and I don't mean to diminish the family. Those are your that's that's your closest, uh, you know, people surrounding your that you're surrounding yourself with. But I, I intentionally try to um, compliment everyone I'm working with and who works for me because you just have no idea what that means to them. In addition to whatever they're paid, you know, coming down to a to a Friday, I often say, "You just rocked it this week," and they're like, "Wow." I'll text it to them. I'll shout them out on Instagram or Facebook and say, you know what, I have the most amazing team. And I know you do that as well with the Universal team. Recognition is everything. Are we going to wind this down and pen the rest of the list because we're already... We're over, but it's our podcast. So. Okay. I just... <laughs> so we don't have anyone telling, okay, 30 minutes except She's for She's the college. boss. I don't know about everybody's time, but if you have to go, we understand a hard yes. stop. And yes. Uh, yes. So we'll go I just, fast. Okay. We'll go fast. So the speak kind of, spend your time wisely. I can say that after 22 years in business, as I look back, you know, where did I spend my time? You're not getting it back. Uh, again, being very intentional, you, you mentioned that, about who you surround yourself with. If it's a toxic person, no time for that today or any day. And that's, you're not being cold-hearted, you're not being rude, you're in charge of your mind. You're making a choice. Your time. Yes. You're welcome to it, right? 
the 87 rule. Anyone hear of that? If you don't remember I it. I didn't when I looked at the list. I didn't. If you don't remember it when you're 87, don't spend another minute on it now. So things that we've just ruminate over, things that would have, you know, have ruined my day, I have to step back and think, is this a situation? Is this a decision that I'm going to remember when I'm 87? Is it one of those memories that my family, you know, will carry with them? Uh, probably not. So there are some decisions that will, that will be milestone decisions that you do need to uh, spend time on and invest in, and, then, and maybe for better or for worse. But many of our daily decisions and experiences that I have stopped at work and focused on were not worth the time I gave them. And stop gnashing your teeth, right? It's difficult enough. Think about that. I just want, want to have a mind at 87. Like that's my... That's my set point. Be intentional about the history that you're writing. In our world of public relations, whoever tells the story writes history. So anthropologists five years from now are going to look back on how we in this room dealt with COVID. They're going to dig deep and they're going to say, what did Universal do during that time? How did they pivot? What did the people in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, how did they respond to a pandemic? How did they respond to the Commonwealth's decisions? How did the business of public relations uh, change language or manage the message? So be very intentional about what you say today, what you tweet today, where you show up today defines you five years from, <clears throat> excuse me, from now. And so we're proud of the stories that we're writing for all the clients. We're proud of the people we're surrounding ourselves with. But we don't lose sight of that, that it's, that it's out there forever. And it's a contribution on your journey. And what do you want that legacy to be? Because you're impacting every single person along your journey. You are. Right. And so what, what does that look like? How does it feel to and you and to them? Final one. So we're not kicked off our own podcast here and, and run out of time. Give back. Uh, we were talking about uh, the Salvation Army earlier and the remarkable work Shoestrut, uh, money Shoestrut raised and the Women Involved organization. I'm very passionate about Salvation Army. I know we have Midwest Food Bank uh, fans in the house, Central Pennsylvania Food Bank. For every business owner, it doesn't matter uh, what your profitability was in any given year. Uh, we need people to roll up their sleeves and help all of our nonprofits to strengthen our community to give back, and that does, that does benefit your business. It benefits your personal brand. Uh, again, it's being intentional about investing in your own bank of positivity. You know, there's a mantra for sales, and if you ever uh, sell radio, you can do anything in the world. Uh, it's so difficult, and uh, the mantra is there's zero commission on a sale you almost make. You can't <laughs> almost help people, and you can't, almost go to something and you can't almost do well, I thought about that right you're either doing it or you're not doing it there is no commission on a sale you almost make and and you're not giving back if you're just talking about it and it will mean more to you and more to your life and more to your legacy to just give back and we can all do that in some way shape or form and and Ian laughs at me, and I just pretty much say no because I'm intentional with my time, but I'm doing this, and we're contributing to the Salvation Army now because I believe in that. I believe in Ann, and so it's all happening. It just may not be happening the way someone is asking 
me to have it happen. And I have absolutely no idea saying no, because if it, if it's, if it's no to that, it's yes to this and it can't be yes right. to everything. And I'm not going to just sit there and pay forward sort of whatever speak. Right. So, so there again, acquired taste. I'm going to try to say it in the most professional, courteous way, but there are just some people that don't want to hear no. And that's just the way it goes. And so do that, right? And again, it will pay much greater dividends. There, there are days I'll say to Anne, like this is the last thing I wanted to do. I, just, I, did, I didn't want to get up. I didn't want to put the uniform on. I wanted to ease into the day. And the second I'm there, this is why we do this. It's life affirming. And so don't do anything except take an action. Don't let yourself off the hook. Don't give yourself excuses. You're either doing it or you're not doing it. There you go. Today's the day. Business vitamins abound. <laughs> I think today's the day. Run through your own list of you know how you can be intentional, how can you can use your time more wisely. Maybe today's the day you're going to say no to something. So you open up the opportunity to say yes. And when Annie came and said, you want to do a podcast? I'm like, okay, I never did a podcast before. But if you lead the way, I'm going to follow. It was a good investment of my time. It continues to be a good investment of my time. Thank you, everyone, today, especially you for coming. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. And have a high-gear day.